Welcome to the Big Kickoff Football Podcast with myself, Roy Shanahan, and joining me as always, <laughs> and we'll do it again because this is part two, apart from the last show when Liverpool got hit from seven and he went into hiding, it's Mr. David Buggle. And completing the trio tonight, <laughs> and completing the trio tonight, it's Nathan Doyle from TheBigKickoff.com. Well, it's... Never live, never live. Never. It's a Republic of Ireland special and the semi-final playoff match versus Slovakia, and unfortunately, we've been knocked out on penalties with Alan Brown and Matt are the unfortunate players to miss their penals and the dream was gone. Dave, it was going to be heartbreak for someone and again, it's Ireland. Yeah, but like I was going to say, like I said before, but let's just say, no, I haven't said it yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, basically, you know, penalties aside over the 120 minutes, we played the way we've always wanted it see that side play and most importantly we, we went out there to try and win the game um, we had a couple of chances Not, I couldn't I couldn't nitpick at anything to be honest it's exactly the way we want to see Ireland play I think we, we were more than a match for them and, and if not maybe slightly better than them in the end and we finished the, the first the, the, we finished the main 90 so strong and looked like the only side who, who kind of wanted to win it in, the, in, in extra time but overall before penalties like, we can't fault them and they did exactly well we want to see an Irish team do and play with a bit more confidence on the ball and with three matches in under Kenny, I know it's a it's it's a competitive game and this, that and the other, but if you kinda of somehow gloss over that first split second, you can't help but be happy with the performance and I I'd like to think there's a lot of agree with with that. But like overall, yeah, we set out our start to win that game and bitterly disappointing but deep down happy with how, how we went about our business. Yeah, the team selection, Nathan Conley and Ida out. There's a WhatsApp going around saying that the FAI didn't fill in the form. Uh, Dave, let us know that he he doesn't believe that. Dave, what was what was behind that? Oh yeah, um, I I've lost it now. But there was a tweet from Daniel McDonald from um, basically. Let me see one second, my lad. Yeah, Daniel McDonald, who does the League of Ireland show, the kind of chat show on Air Sport and. I think he's on off the ball in a few other kind of media outlets, but he came out there today about seven minutes past ten to say that it's a nonsense WhatsApp group going around that the Wafer squads are registered by surname and not Christian name, and people have nothing better to be at. Conley and Nita didn't even travel to the stadium. Okay, so that kind of points towards possibly with COVID uh, within the, the Slovak team and within the Irish backroom staff, yeah. more than likely that that's the, the situation or the case, but we still don't know yet and we're waiting for confirmation on that. But yeah. Nathan, the team selection, other than that, what did you make of it? Yeah, look, it's... Um you could literally make a stab at it. We have ourselves, lads, in the past couple of weeks. We've tried to make a stab at guessing even the, uh, the starting 11 in particular, the midfield three. And we've been nearly spot on. I think the only one you could really pick out was James McLean up the left-hand side. Like we, a lot of us would have imagined Aaron Connolly would have been out there, but now he didn't travel to the stadium, so that was never going to happen. And with Callum O'Dowd being so injured for a lot of his time with Bristol, um, it was a smart decision someone like Adam Robinson coming in right he probably didn't play the fantastic on the night but he's pretty solid with uh, West Brom so it makes sense putting the uniform player in there like back four was always going to be what it is especially with Shane McCallman now being out injured there was a lot of talk would Coleman play in such a high profile high pressure game or would you go with the more experienced man in the situation but it was it, it literally it, it, it's what you'd expected literally lads wasn't it like when when you were picking the starting eleven, it's 
it's really what you'd imagine. Yeah, and Dave, style of play, yep. you've alluded to it. Um, it. There's a clear change. It's, it's a massive change and, and it shows that the, the likes of Trapattoni and Martin O'Neill who talked about put, put the nation down, put the whole football and uh, world in, in the Republic of Ireland down by telling us that you can't play football. Well, that's clearly not the case. Absolutely not. And, and this isn't necessarily a criticism, but in the first half, there was a couple of moments where we were being caught on the counter-attack 3v2 because we were pushing bodies forward and we were attacking and being a positive team. So as much as I was getting a bit nervy at that moment, it's kind of going, well, what way do I want it? So there was a few times there, not very many now, where there's one or two kind of missed passes and stuff like that. But in general, lads were that that bit more comfortable on the ball, that bit more confident on the ball. And it's just basically planting a seed, I can imagine. I'd say Kenny obviously wouldn't have had a lot of time to work on on a lot of stuff this week with the, the kind of shortened um, international break. But you can see just even just imparting in, in that confidence onto the guys to take your touch, get your head up. And there was plenty of players with their head up today and make the pass. Yeah, Huron was even putting in the odd kind of Carrick-style pass, that real quick pass on the ground, kind of penetrating the midfield into the forward line a couple of times. And you never seen him doing that in an Irish shirt and, and, a, and a couple of other instances across the board with everyone. Um, but the only thing in the first hour, and this isn't even a give-out, to be honest, McGoldrick had a great game, but he was literally everywhere bar centre-forward. So credit to Kenny and the backroom staff, they, they kind of made a few changes and put kind of Robin, Robinson a bit more forward. And when Brown came in to kind of bomb on, when McGoldrick was going to get into the game deeper in the pitch, that the guys kind of moved forward. And all of a sudden, we looked far more effective because the times in the first hour when he was doing that, there was no one kind of going into it where he was and that's what it's not a given to anybody in particular but it was a pleasure to see that they seen that potential problem that it was causing and they rectified it which is what you want to see your team doing and so overall it's not perfect and it never will be perfect but that's exactly what we want to see here like we pride in watching our, the Irish team tonight because that's exactly what we know and, and believe that they can do and losing tonight as, as good and as it is you can kind of tolerate it because we set out ourselves to win the game. Yeah. Nathan, the first half, the teams were very well matched. Opportunities, shots, you know, even uh, possession of, of play. There wasn't anything between the two teams whatsoever. No, and even coming into the game, you know, we look at the, the bookies' odds and the placement and the FIFA rankings. There was nothing between the two sides. Not really good to say that really did show in the first half. Well, saying that, I was impressed with Ireland in, Ireland in the first half. I thought um, they win the balls in central positions. Like for me, Hendricks probably didn't have a... It's probably the, Hendricks probably the worst performer out of the starting eleven. But even the first half, we had these moments where he was winning the ball and picking the ball in decent positions and trying to move it on. And there was one or two little moments. There was a bit of pace in, in the counter-attack, which is never really safe when Ireland came like, at all. They were very composed in their pass and very controlled in their passing. Those moments where, I'm not going to say the oil in the bowl because it's still only early days and the reign of Stephen Kenny, but you'd have someone like Robinson like on the edge of the box where he could have just hoped to see, swung it in, swung across in, hope for the best. But he didn't. He looked up, he swung it out of someone like Horahan or Goldrick at the edge of the box, who so they probably moved it on then out to the left hand side. So little things like that, it is good to see coming in to the oil setup. 
where it's just trying to nip out these little habits of just hitting and hoping, just swimming the clock into the big man McGoldrick and hoping, and just kicking the ball up and hoping that McLean can, can, can get on it before he goes out. So little things like that, like, the big thing for me in the first half was just the composure of the passing and just sort of the quickness and the zipness of our times too. It was just nice to see and like Dave said, it's, it's disappointing to gotten to lose the game the way we did, but a lot of positives there to take over. And that was that was the big positive for me in the first half, was just the composure that the lads had in the ball. Yeah, I've been slight critic of Callum Robinson do t- today I, t- I thought he actually played very well today I thought that it was his best game for Ireland it, it was mostly because of the work rate he was taking up decent positions um, I, I, I just thought he did very well but what I would be critical of him is and it's not really critical if it's his game it's his game but I just don't think he takes on and beats players enough and you want your for Slovakia and for Ireland that's where the two of them are let down in the final tour they need someone who can who can turn on a bit of magic and just drift by someone and then open up open up space but Dave what was your thoughts on Callum Robinson and uh, James McLean out wide uh, yeah like McLean kind of almost played within himself a little bit you know you know the way he's usually a bit of a, a bruise but or throws himself around and he seemed to kind of not pull the brakes a little bit but there's one or two moments where I was expecting to kind of train to steamroll a few players and it didn't quite happen. So, Do you think Kenny had maybe, something to do with that? I would be shocked if he didn't because McLean will do what he does. So for him not to do that today, there has to be some kind of a, a director from 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 Kenny to say, look, I want you to be all action, run, run, run and work as hard as you can. But I want you to be composed and don't do anything silly and get ourselves, just put ourselves under any unnecessary pressure. Um, but maybe did that clip, clip sorry, getting tongue-tied there but did that clip his wings a little bit possibly you know because I'm not necessarily his biggest fan and I find sometimes I don't think he's going to suit the Kenny year to be honest but it potentially could have clipped his wings a little bit today you know compared to uh, previous McLean performance um, but Robinson No I was just saying because usually this is the sort of game Troy's in isn't it like I was a bit disappointed not yeah. to see uh, Aaron Connolly involved but I was like well you know what I can understand the pros of putting McLean into a game like this, such a highly pressured environment. Like you said, like if, if there's a bit of a lull in the game, he's the one that's going to snap into the tackle, and I might sort of wake the lads, bring the lads around a little bit. And like mm. you said, we just there was just a bit of a lack of that for me, really, lack of yeah. lack of buying up. Usually, said something or just to kind of tell him to stay composed, don't do anything silly, don't do anything rash, and they must because McLean's not that type of player to not do that unless. He's obviously been told. It's like, there's no way he just played within himself for no reason. He must have been uh, pushed on that to an extent. And in relation to Robinson, yes, definitely one of his better games. But you can obviously, it's probably off the back of his couple of games in the last few games with West Brom and a bit of confidence and, and that bit of a belief. And obviously Kenny doing the same thing with him. I know he was playing up top more so for West Brom. So he's unfortunately playing in that kind of Walters position where, yes, he's doing a job, but it's not the job he really should be doing, I suppose. And maybe that's where this could work if they kind of do it a little bit similar to what they how they finish the game, getting the likes of himself and Brown into the gaps where McGoldrick is leaving because McGoldrick had a very good game, but he, he didn't play a centre-forward type game, so to speak. So in relation to Robinson, definitely one of his better games, but maybe that's where maybe more central is more his, his position because, as you said, taking on players, I don't necessarily believe that that's his forte so maybe being the, the final man at the end of a 
of a of our play could be could be his position, providing he's in the starting eleven. Yeah, Nathan, do you not think it was a positive? For James McLean to be that controlled, where he's normally out of control, he's, which is is good at times because he goes in, he's putting in great tackles, he gets the crowd going and what have you. There's no crowd this time, so more dis- disciplined. And as a team, that the as you said before, the midfield pressed. They they did a they did a high press we never really seen before from an Ireland team obviously because we we like to sit back, but we did a high press. The back line were on the halfway line. The, the three forwards were pressing high Hendricks was pressing high and the two, and two other midfielders were in behind them McCarthy and Huron and made it difficult for them to get out and, and a, a controlled James McLean was part of kind of that success Yeah he, he's there wasn't really much of a standout performance by him but I do know what you're getting at where he was where McLean he could sort of be somewhat even of a loose cannon for lack of a better term like it's you sort of see him all over the place, really, but he was very rigid to saying that to the left hand side. He was probably a bit, he was required for me at times, and even like Dave touched on, you get the ball and you think he's going to have a go at some people, and just never really materialised. But then he went and got the, the silly booking, so like that little bit is still always going to be in him, you know, he's still always going to have that little bit of rashness in him, and I don't think he's ever going to lose that. And to be honest, you probably don't want to really see him lose that because, like, I, again, I'm also like his biggest fan of the world, but. That's the sort of thing he has going for him, is that bite. And you need that bit of bite in your team. And I'd, I'd just be afraid of controlling that too much. Because that's his game, really. You know, like he's a, not, he's not a dirty player, but he's a tough tackler and he's, he's, a, he's a rash tackler at times. But you'd just be afraid of if you're controlling him too much and you take that out of his game, what's he going to offer you, especially now that he's getting a bit older and he's not going to have the pace he once had? Yeah, but I don't think he'll get a game if he's the other way with Stephen Kenny. So it's either play no. the way he wants or don't play at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's going to get much of it, much time anyway, really. But um, yeah, it, it is a tough one. It's a tough one for him now as well because it's always going to naturally come out on him. And we've seen it, like I said, with the yellow card. We've seen that side come out and it's never going to go away. But if he, especially if he's... I've seen him play for Stoke a couple of times too and that is the way he plays for Stoke. So it's always just going to be in DNA. If he's doing that at club level, it's going to be hard. be hard for him just to snap it over for one game every once in a blue moon on a Stephen Kenny for Ireland. Yeah, but I'd be, so, dis- I'd be, me, dis- I'd be disappointed, Nathan, if he actually played poor. I didn't think he played poor. I thought he played fairly well. I thought he did He did decent. He got crosses in. He linked up. Shot cleared kind of off the line. He pressed. He won the ball back. He just didn't do it in a rash manner. Mm. Mm, yeah. It's... Um, Tough one. It is tough one. Okay. Second half, Dave, first 15 minutes, Slovakia started getting into it a hell of a lot more, stretching Ireland a lot yeah. more. And I suppose it wasn't until the changes of, of Brown and Brady, as you uh, talked to talked about at the start of it, that gave us an injection that we really needed at the time. 100%. Once Brown and Brady came in on the arrow mark, it literally kind of got us back into the game and got a bit of extra legs in. But it was more so in the fact that there was people like Robinson and Brown going into the position. They sent a forward position that McGoldrick was leaving. And then McGoldrick kind of even came into the game even more so because he could really do what he he can do. And obviously with that great little run where he put through Robinson, where unfortunately Howard had missed the chance, um, it was just great to see. And just just a very quick one on that. like And, and just to reiterate what, because it's one of my notes, like, any of the chances created tonight, there was no hope about them. It was proper clinical and, and true and, and true chances. 
but that was the big difference and that's what you want to see when when, man, when players and managers put on substitutions that they make an impact and in fairness to the guys they did and obviously there was a change of tactic with filling in that hole that McGoldrick was leaving and it was very effective and from that hour on I think we were not miles but I, I definitely think by, 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 by a margin we were the better side yeah, Dave, what about McGoldrick? I thought, as you said, like he, he, he drops, he links up the play, but he, he does it yeah. brin- he does it brilliantly. There's no denying that, absolutely. And as I said in the first hour, and one of the notes I took down was, I'm, I can't fault his performance, but because of where he's going, we don't have a sense of forward. And, and, and that's not against him, because what he did was he did so well, and he did some great link-up play, and he actually bet one or two players from time to time. He just... He just seems to have a little something extra than one or two of the other guys. Like put it this way, if you put put him and Robinson up top, you know he has the strength. He has the bit. He can just hold it up a bit better. He just seems that bit more clever. But thankfully, with the manager and the players that came in, they've seen the problem that was potentially creating that. Some of the chances he might have set up, he mightn't be at the end. He wasn't going to be the, the last man. And thankfully, the likes of Robinsons and, and Browns and whoever else were, were filling in that gap that he left. But uh, as performance-wise, there was nothing wrong with what Goldrick did. And arguably, you could probably give him the man of the match, potentially, yeah. over others. And Nathan, it, part of his, his great hold-up play contributed to the probably a great chance for Alan Brown, where he held the ball up, yeah. twist and torn two or three times, got a good pass uh, into Stevens. Stevens linked a great pass to Alan Brown on the right-hand side. And maybe someone with a little bit more composure. He hit it fairly well, but he hit a near post. And yeah. if he had to hit it across the goal, well, maybe we're thinking something different at the end of the night. I know. It's a case of what could have been, isn't it, lads? And that was, that was a couple of big chances that Ireland had. But yeah, like McGall was no brilliant for it. And for me, it's one thing that's like some sort of probably surprising attribute that he has. He's fairly pacey. For a big guy, yeah. And when he gets going, he's going to be tough to stop. Like you've seen it there, he took by three defenders, and it just seemed like he walked by them. So it is an attribute that, like you said, that someone that doesn't watch him on a weekly basis, I only really watch him on highlight reels, and it's all everything that he does well is holding the ball and getting the ball into his feet, and that's what seems to suit him. Well, he had one or two moments today where he had the ball at his feet and he's running at players, and he's plenty of pace for a guy his size, like so. That's also, also something that he can add to his game. Like we said plenty of times, he's not going to bring you goals like, by, the, by the half hole, but what he can bring you in linking up the play and in his hole of play and even now running at defenders and starting moves like this, it would be vital for the oil team going forward. It's just if only you can get somebody in that can put the ball in the back of the net, it would be great to have him up there with my goals. Even when he went two up top, to have yeah. him as sort of doing all the horse, the horse walk and being sort of even the playmaker, if you will. And having someone that can get in the end of them, that would be, be a winner, winner formally. If you could, uh, could go with that, because the goal has plenty to give. Yeah. The 74th minute, Shane Duffy had a goal line clearance, Dave. And it just came from, I thought Matt Doherty had a very good game. It's probably one of his best games yeah. that he's played for Ireland. But he does have this thing, and, it, and, and that goal, goal line clearance, it. The chance came from a ball going in behind him, letting the man creep in behind him, and the ball was pulled back yeah. or what have you. And and that happened twice in the second half where he he, he does get caught out, kind of ball watching and, and letting players in. Now, 
listen, he might be tired, he might be what have you, but it's happened in other yeah. games as well where he's just got caught a bit flat with, with a, a, a player. But Duffy's clearance was excellent, wasn't it? Ah, superb. And even the, the ball that went over the top, you could kind of see his body shape or where his body position was just quite, it was a little off and then obviously he just get, didn't get the right touch in it. But look, you know, all you have to do is, I, I might as well bring it up once, look at the, the full-back position in a certain red half of Liverpool. Like, you know, full-backs nowadays aren't necessarily the greatest defenders and Darty potentially, as I said, was going to be potentially exposed as one of them as well to an extent uh, going to Spurs. And don't get me wrong, he had a good game today, but it was just slightly bad position and slightly kind of like body shape to where he was sitting the way you said, like with the ball over the top, you could kind of see he get he was almost getting himself into trouble. It wasn't necessarily pressure from the from from the player who was in behind him. It was more putting pressure on himself. So he's obviously somebody like a lot of fullbacks nowadays who are more comfortable going forward. But uh, nothing really against them today. And obviously Duffy did what he did best, and and was a, a Richard Dunn esque. I was, I was going to say it. As I was going to say, listen, we're being, we're probably being just a little bit picky on 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 Matt Doherty there because exactly. he was excellent. But Shane Duffy, an unbelievable clearance, and Richard Dunn had t-shirts and everything going for him, YouTube video clips and all going. So, eighty fifth minute, as you you talked about earlier on, Nathan McGoldrick again, at, dribbled by two players. He played in Robinson. It was unbelievable strength, but his feet are so quick. He, he played in Robinson. Robinson pulled it back for Brown. Brown, instead of shooting, and I thought it was the right decision, uh, passed it across to probably the only person uh, you didn't want them to pass it to, uh, Connor Hurin, on his right foot from six yards out. Yeah. And uh, if it, I mean, if it's hitting his left foot, it's it's in all day long, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's why it's like it's, it's probably not even the wrong person. Like we've seen Horahan hit absolute belters. It's just the wrong person, the wrong side of the of his body. If it's like I said, left left side, I have hundred percent confidence that's a goal, and I wouldn't get a late winner. But yeah, we were touched on just McGoldy was just in, in a lot of moments, but this really emphasised his game. Take the ball up in probably not the best position. He still had plenty of defenders under him, but really made something happen, and he really forced the issue and. He was just brilliant to watch for me. Like there was a couple of lads that could have won man the match, and he'd be definitely contendership for me. But that's probably the biggest. Like Alan Brown had a massive chance, but for me that was the big, huge what if chance. That was the one that got away, and that's the one that if it went in, we wouldn't be so sound as old doom and gloom and in our voices, you know. But look, okay, it's a, uh, it's all as what if. It really is. It's like, tough to take. It is. Taking, yeah, like if you're nitpicking, you had Hovan had his chance. The goal was behind him. Could he have flicked it onto the goal, Rick? I think that's nitpicking on my heart, on my behalf. But <laughs> it's just yeah. wish, you're just wishing now that it, it, it actually I, we could get another bite at it, another bite at the cherry, yeah. and go and yeah. Listen, he obviously was going to hit it, and and he just it's it's not on the it's not on the right foot for him to finish it clinically. Uh, it was a great move and uh, listen it went to extra time it was nil nil goes to extra time and you're thinking right we don't have much time here are we going to have the same sort of play style of play are we going to get tired are we going to probably knock a longer ball maybe Shane Long will come on which he did but maybe Shane Long will come on you're going to start ending up but no way Stephen Kenny 
it's it as we said before, his team is set out to play a certain way, and you'll play that that way. And on a, a hundred and five minutes, just I think it was just before. Was it just before the half time? Uh, Callum O'Dowda and Brady link up on the edge of the box. Little one-two, passed across, and and Alan Brown again. Little flick, which was was yeah. was brilliant. But Dave hits the post. <laughs> Same again. Like there's no point in. There's nothing you could say other than another great move. That's just typical Harper. It, like, if anything, it was almost planting the seeds of what was potentially going to come. If, if, if the, the signs were there. But in fairness, you know, no fault to anyone. Great move. Exactly what you want us to see us do. As I said earlier on, we were creating chances. Of, they weren't hopes. They weren't big lumps up or trying to rub a corner and then send Big Duffy up. Obviously, we were going to, whenever we get a corner, obviously, we're going to use him as, we're, as, we, as we expect. But that wasn't our tactic, as would have been the case with, I remember under O'Neill's time, we were almost playing for throw-ins so we could take long throws into it. It was shocking. But this was real moves where we're really creating chances. And then obviously when we do get the corners, the big guys can go up and do what we do best. But um, yeah, great move, great play. Just another stickner where it hits the post. And I I, I don't think, it, like whatever about how and being on his right foot, I don't think there's much really he could have done much different. It was it was just a lucky hit off the woodwork more so than a Oh, uh, if you had hit it better, it was just—I think it was just unlucky. No, it's—it it's, is—it's—it's it's all unlucky. You're just kind of thinking back now. Yeah. God, you know, yeah. you, you wish a rifle was on that one, and you know, there's not much you can do with the others. Like I mean, of course, you're saying Alan Brown maybe cut across the far side, but had it went in the for, the front post, you would have been chuffed, yeah. you know. So. We are nitpicking because we're generally we're saying that we, we're delighted with the performance and and the way they went out and really if we summarise it all up, it's just having that little that bit of, of a clinical finisher, someone who can who can score from you know situations that you you don't expect people to score from, or someone who can skip by someone and create something special. But we created more chances, as you said, from playing some proper football and not just not just half half arse uh, opportunities. Nathan, penalty shootout, talk about it. Ah, uh, that one. But <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised to hear that was such a long time because it's even when the pen, when the kind of penalty shootout. I was just trying to think in my head when was the last time Ireland went to penalty shootout, but um. Commentary said it was back in 2002. I didn't think it was that long. I really didn't. But uh, look, how the Illinois penalty shoot, it was, it's just a flip, flip of a coin. It just all depends who's up for it on the day. And look, you can analyze, was Alan Brown's penalty the best taken? Probably not. Even some of those that went in, was Brady the best taken? Probably not. But look, it's, it's just a flip coin penalty shoot. And Lady Luck wasn't with us in a lot of times tonight with chances and Lady Luck just wasn't with us in the penalty shootout either, unfortunately, with uh, Matt Doherty hitting hit the crossbar and probably one of the... With Doherty penalty was probably the best hit penalty of the whole lot, taken from the other players and it just bounced off the crossbar and unfortunately heartbreak for everybody. Well, as Tony Cascarino proved in 1990, you don't have to hit them well, they just have to go in and, and <laughs> unfortunately yeah, that yeah. one didn't go in. Dave, where does this leave us now? We've a match against Wales on Sunday and I believe it's Finland on the Wednesday. Yeah. What way does he pick his team for the Sunday? Yeah, it's going to be very tough, really. And it's going to be very hard to stay calm about it because we're probably... They're, they're competitive games, as we know, and they are important. We don't want to get relegated into the 
to League C or League 3 or whatever it is in the Nations League. But it might be very hard to get that level of performance again, if you know what I mean. Like, the first two games felt very pre-season. Like, and I'm not saying they're going to be, but I, I hopefully they'll be of a, a higher level. But the fact that it's Wales, it's probably a good thing because it's a bit of a local derby. You want to do, do one over potential teammates or lads who you know quite well. So that could be a good thing, the fact that it's Wales for us because it will be hard to get them back on the horse again, so to speak. Or, as you kind of said in your question, will he stick with the same 11 just to try and maybe get the results and get the momentum going? It's, it's going to be hard to tell what's going to happen. But look, he'll know the mood of the lads. He'll know the mood of the team. Hopefully they'll come out determined and show a bit of pride and say, look, this is how good we have, we can be. Let's keep that going and, 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 and get ready for the next qualifiers and actually potentially do a job and and and, and get ourselves out of this. Well, get a, potentially go for the top of the group. So it's a funny one. It's hard to predict how it's going to go, but I hope it's going to galvanise to keep it going and not necessarily just be a little bit of a deflated game, if you know what I mean. Hopefully they'll have a, a bit of buzz about them and if, if anything, look at it and say, right, done now. What can we do with penalties? Well, let's keep this going. Let's keep this train moving in the right direction. So for, for when it really matters in, in the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, Nathan, I'm going to leave it with you to finish off on a positive note. There is positivity on how we performed. There is positivity, even for Stephen Kenny. He must he must go home or back to the hotel room now tonight and sit down. And while he's disappointing, he must look at that game and think, yeah, this is what I wanted this is what I know now people at home in Ireland are going to appreciate this style of football and uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm saying I'm basically doing what I said I would do Yeah look the future starts now under Stephen Kenny he came in at a, at a really tough time with such a vital game only three games into his tenure so now it's time to build and there's a lot of positives I know I'm very disappointed with the results but it was just it's more so the results like no one's going to, and if someone is knocking the performance, have a day off. Like, you can't knock that performance. It's the best oil performance I've seen in a long time. So, it's really like, now it's the time to start. It's like building, building their foundation, the World Cup qualifiers. You know, we all know how quick football works. They'll be right around the corner before we know it. So, a couple of games, they're going to have Nation League games coming up. So, just start start building the team up and start keeping on the level of performance that we, we reach tonight because there's a lot of positives to take away. It's trying to knock out a lot of hill football and that's obviously the way he's going to go about it. So yeah, really that's what it is. The future starts here for Kenny. He's going to have a fresh uh, qualifying campaign coming up sooner rather than later that he can call his own and they can really, that's when we can really start judging the success of Stephen Kenny. But I'm really hopeful for the future looking at the performance tonight. There's a lot of positive takeaway and a lot of players that even a couple of months ago, like David McGoldrick, I wasn't the biggest David McGoldrick five months ago. I just thought he was a big lump. But now we have seen him play more regular and you can see under Stephen Kenny the way he has been playing it's, it's great to see it really is great to see and like all of us are disappointed but we're positive I'm, like, I'm not happy but I'm weirdly like I enjoyed watching an Ireland game and I couldn't tell yeah. you to uh, laugh at myself I turned it off and went you know what heartbreaking disappointed of course I am but am I annoyed no I'm not but I'm, I'm positive and I think that should be the attitude that we should all take Look, I was going to get your idiot saying, oh, Kenny, yeah, he's not up to the level. But for me, he is. For me, he is. He's, he's the best man to take it forward at the moment. I'm not just saying it from a league of Ireland head, but he really is. I've seen him, what he can do with Dundalk, and now it's time to show on a bigger stage what he can do. And yeah. all the signs are good. So, 
Yeah. yeah. No, it's totally agreed. I'm not a League of Ireland head, whatever that means. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I'm. Uh, but I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm not, I won't go blindly shouting about League of Ireland just because it's the League of Ireland. You're supposed to have some pride in it. it Stephen Kenny is the man for the job. I'm convinced of that now. I, I, I wouldn't say that I was totally convinced beforehand because you have to see what, how he steps up. But he's after getting his point across in three games in probably three or four training yeah. sessions. And that's a positive sign. So optimistic, you know, hopefully now again, it's about the under 21s. Can them players step up to the level and uh, bring us on? Because there is some players there who aren't going to be around for too long either. And you need others to step up and, and hopefully this evolves into something really, really special. Listen, lads, thanks very much. We know we had the gremlins in earlier on and this, we had to go second time around, but uh, we were already depressed, so it didn't make a damn of a difference to us. <laughs> Dave, thanks very much. Uh, we'll talk again oh. in a few days' time. And Nathan, same as. Talk to you, lads. Good night. Take care, lads. Bye now.